0: Oh, we could, we could fly. Welcome to this new season of the Have a Cup of Johani podcast. So, I want to title this new season that I'm embarking on with "I'm um, growing." So, this is going to be the season of growth, and um, that's what I'm going to share with you throughout the season. So, I thank you for coming over here and sitting with me, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. So here we meet again, and guess what? On this episode, we are kind of gonna talk again about relationships, but this is a little different. Uh, This one is where I'm gonna tell you how hard it is for me to make friends as an adult. So on today's episode, we will be talking about One thing that people usually don't talk about, adulting and making friends. Are y'all ready? Ugh, let's do it. One, two, three. Come on. Come join me on the fun. Come join me on the self-deprecating rant here. All right. So think back of when you were a child. I'm thinking back of when I was a child and I was I was awkward, right? And um you heard me say plenty of times, I have a lazy eye, so obviously it's like more awkwardness in my life as a child than um, what normally would happen in a regular childhood if a person doesn't grow up with some sort of a difference in how they look or or whatever parts of themselves that they have that may be different from the norm in that society or that culture. So because I had that added difference, it, was, it wasn't it was just the easy-go-lucky kind of making friends as a child kind of thing for me either. Back then, I I still had uh, some sort of extra work that I needed to do, and that was because I was very self-conscious of how I looked. And how others would perceive me. And I always had to kind of like have my guard up because I didn't know if people were being friends with me to to use me because I was a nerd to kind of like use that side of me or to like get me to be friends with me so they can make fun of me. I know, crazy. But um, yeah, it's weird. Kids do some crazy things. But, um, and I don't blame kids. I blame their parents, by the way. So just so we're clear on that one, I don't blame kids. But let's talk about this on how I went from being kind of okay and being kind of easy to make friends to having a really hard time making friends. and And it's like, it's very convoluted. It's so many reasons as to why it is hard for me. And I am assuming if you are on the same boat as me and you're here adulting and trying to make friends at the same time and you have a hard time, we may share in common some of the reasons why that is difficult for us. I know for me, time constraint has a lot to do with it um, because once again, these are relationships. That need time uh, for nourishment that need time for socialization that need time to create that bond. I'm not one that that have a lot of friends my entire life, even as a young child, I've always had a few, but the few that I had were quality friendships were people that i I trusted a lot. Uh, like i said and i and i think it's because of of that i was born different so i kind of walked my life a little bit more carefully than other people when it came to opening myself up for to relationships to friendships so um because of that i've, I've been meticulous as to who i let in into my circle and my circle has always been small so going back to my constraints time has always been a constraint, more so, not so much as a child. So I take that back. Not always as a child, time was not a constraint <laughs> because you know, recess was always there. The weekends were always there. You know, and things of that nature. So I, I had time, and I used that time to play with my friends, to make new friends, and usually I will make friends with friends of friends, and then I will get to trust them, gain their trust, and. I, I will assess that they were good people and that they were people that will like me unconditionally. I knew that as a child that I needed those kind of people in my life because uh, even as a child, I I experienced that where other kids will use me for whatever. And um, so, yeah. So time as an adult has been a constraint. The other constraint that I have had is, let's face it, let me not beat around the bush when it comes to this one, it is the walls that I have built around myself for the sake of not being hurt. It's the worst thing in life for me, for me, my experience. To open myself up to somebody and then to be disappointed, be let down, by that person because let me lead by saying that i'm a leo (laughs) i'm a leo so when i trust and love someone and i'm not talking about romantic love when it comes to this When I love somebody, it's it's very wholeheartedly is I'm a very much all or nothing kind of person. And I will give that person everything, my time, resources that I have, you name it. I will open up my home in a heartbeat. It's just that's the kind of person that I am. But then again, my friendship circle is very small. Okay, (laughs) so. It is very disappointing when I have put so much energy, so much love, so much nourishment into a relationship to have that shit backfire on me, to have that explode on my face. And and that has happened before. And the worst thing that someone can do to me, and I think this is because I'm a Leo as well, is betray me, is betray my trust and disappoint me. Um, because they say they were going to do something and they didn't do it or um, more so I'm very much into loyalty when somebody that I love and trust has spoken ill of me or have talked behind my back. I think that is... I don't think that is the worst thing that someone can do. Immediately, my walls go up. Immediately, I just, I take my love and trust back right away. I don't usually wait for, um, not an excuse, for a reason behind it. I usually don't because that is a big red flag for me and that is um, a a no-no for me, That that's a full stop. And we will talk about this in another episode that people that talk with you about somebody else will do the same about you with somebody else. And um, so, yeah, so because of that, because of the walls that I put up, it's also hard for me to to make friends because it's always in the back of my head how much can I share with this individual? How much of me can I share with them? And how much can I trust them with? And it's just very few people. I'm on single digits people and far away from the number nine when it comes to to that circle of people that I fully trust that know um most of my sides i don't think anyone knows all of my sides i would say i don't even know myself i'm still learning them but there are very few people that know all of my sides the good the bad ugly um parts of me and it's because of that because of trust and when trust when i'm afraid to trust and then on top of that then I don't have the time to nourish and I don't have the time to get comfortable with somebody else. You see how, how difficult this becomes? And I am making this episode because I want to talk about this out loud and I want to kind of like hear myself say these things so that way I can try to come up with a resolution, with a way forward. Because I know that having friendships is important. Having those connections is important. And not just because my therapist told me, but I know that that is important because these are the connections that when you feel overwhelmed and um, when one wants to desahogarse, like we will say in the Dominican Republic, kind of like um, undrown yourself. That's what that means. (laughs) We say, we, when we overwhelm, we say we're drowning, and uh, to undrown means God. So, and that's usually what you do with family and friends that you're very close with. You vent, te de desahogas, and, and talk to them about anything. But you need that non judgmental person to be there to just listen. And not hold judgment because I am telling you that it's the worst thing is to have somebody when you spill your guts to like throw back some judgment at you. It just like, to me, it kind of like it repels me. It just like brings everything in and makes me regret even spewing any of these things out there. And it makes it harder for next time I need to do that. Once again, that's why I'm saying my friend circle is very small. You may hear that quite a lot. Nevertheless, like I said, this is very important and I am going to find a way forward to do this. Now, I have gotten some sort of success when it comes to making friends as an adult and I have found some success through social media. However, I know that that is kind of like according to my therapist and what we talked about, right? It's kind of like on the bottom of that ladder when it comes to friendships and not because they're not important, but because sometimes you need that face-to-face human interaction. So that way, all gone. you can undrown yourself. And that, that quality, undrowning, for lack of a better word, will happen when someone is physically there with you and you can look at them, they can comfort you um, through friendly touch or whatnot. And um, because we're human beings, we're social animals and we need that connection. We need that, that human touch as well. And this is touch that we are okay with. Okay, I don't want people to take this out of context. This is not forced touching. This is consensual, uh, friendly touching. And um, and it reminds me of a post that I saw, I want to say on TikTok, and it is of someone who gets overwhelmed by touching, but needed it at the same time. And I felt I felt their pain through that video that they made. Their voice was anxious. Their their face just, it was so alarming. Everything that I can read off of their facial expression, it was like someone trapped. That's what it felt like to me. That's what I saw. And I just wanted to like reach them through the screen and... And I wanted to help them so bad, and all I can do was just write a comment on their video, and it felt so shallow, so like, uh, you know, when you want to do something and you don't reach it, and you think that you can reach it, but then you f- fall off short. That's how that felt, and that's a good example as to why, while well, friendships through social media can fill some sort of void and can help out. They they kind of fall short sometimes if you don't, especially if you don't have like no person-to-person connection at all. Just relying on those connections um, will not fulfill the love bucket completely. So I understand as much as I try to give my therapist shit. Um, she's right. Um, and when it comes to physical friendships, those face-to-face friendships outside of social media, what I have found is that I go the convenient route and I try to find friendship where I am the most, which is at work. I spend a good amount of time there. So I try to, to find friendships there. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just leads to some disappointment there, especially like, uh, someone was not kidding when they told me that it gets lonely at the top. It sure does. It gets lonely. It gets, um, envious too at time, And, and then it just makes me want to like just stay in my bubble more because I just, I don't want to be around certain kind of emotions and feelings because I don't want that to get inside of me, per se. I have worked very hard. And if you listen to another episode, you know, five years, I I work very hard to find to get back to finding that joy that naturally comes to me and not be that cynical person, that cynical, angry person. So I stay away from certain personalities because of that, uh, because I don't want to go back to that. I want to be joyful. I want to be at peace. And if that means that um, I'm just not going to be friends with certain people, even if those are the only ones that are currently available in my environment, then I'm okay with that. Then I'll just resort to... My husband, who is uh, my bestie, <laughs> and uh, my family, my sister, who I talk and text uh, with regularly or as regular as I can, and and my pets, they don't talk back. So sometimes that's kind of like the best listening ear. But nevertheless, I am still committed to making friendships, to making real life friendships. Because like I said, I have gotten some success with social media, I have found people that I can connect with and and I I found that through social media, like those kind of connections, I think, for me have been so wholesome. And let me explain, you may be like, ah, that's not right because they may be lying. but I I delve in the writing world. And and in the book talk world, so writing and books—that's kind of like the the world in social media that I live in. And for the most part, those kind of creative people have been accommodating, have been very kind and and accepting, and and I love that, and I love that I am choosing such an open and creative field because that is when I'm home. I feel like I'm at home with those people because there's very little judgment there. It's not perfect, it's not utopia. There's still some envy in there, some sort of um, not healthy competition at times. And I have to disengage sometimes from certain channels uh, or platforms or certain groups. And that is easy to do for me because God is social media, right? But I have found few individuals where it's like I've connected with them on a deeper level because it is nothing like connecting through a book and the ideals and themes of that book or connecting through writing and how each of you is expressing a theme, a story and experience there through writing that it just it sheds a lot of that artificiality that sometimes we meet when we first meet somebody, right? Because we wanna put on a good face. But it's just something about being raw, being like just showing your writing or showing a book that you love to somebody that lets the other person know something much deeper than what you will normally share when you meet people. So that's why I say, like the relationships that I have acquired through social media not that many, not that many per se. like you see my follower account? Yes, that's a lot. But there's just a few that I can count once again on the one hand that are reciprocal, are caring, share their time and share their their bit of joy through through dms, through texting, through videos, and whatnot. And I love them so much. And if I see them a real person, like, you know, face to face, it's like I will give them a big hug and I will feel so connected to them. Because kind of like love is blind, not saying that this is a romantic relationship, but kind of like love is blind, right? Where the contestants are supposed to be delving into the deeper aspects of them and finding love through that internal connection as opposed to the external connection. That's kind of how I relate to my social media buddies, my social media friends. Nevertheless, I'm going to try to get into some volunteering work because I know that's something, uh, that's a place where I can meet people. I did that when I was in El Paso and I volunteered there that I met a few individuals and I'm still connected to them. And it's so awesome. But because now I'm in Kentucky, I'm in Fort Knox, you know, so it's distance there. So I don't, um, I can't see them or connect with them as often because now there's distance. So that's another another struggle that I have. It's just the distance and the moving that sometimes make it harder for me to find friends. But, you know, thankfully we have social media, right? Going back to social media. <laughs> And we can connect through that so that way we can keep in touch. That's something that I have to work on because I struggle with keeping in touch with people. My husband is so good at it. Like I look at him and I am in awe of how well he does that. He is so awesome. He he has... Messages that he sends to family and friends on a regular, just to say hello, just to chit chat, because he's like, we shouldn't just be talking when we need something from one another. And I love him for that. And I'm looking at him as an example of what to do. So that way, I can keep in touch with those people that I care about, even though there is distance. and And I, I am trying to do that. Send texts when I'm thinking about somebody, when I am concerned about somebody, or when I just I haven't heard from somebody and I just wonder, hey, what's what's up with their lives, you know? So I am doing that more often. So that way, it's it's a it's a way to honor that connection and kind of like uh, nourish it a little bit. So yeah, cause with me, it takes time. It takes time, right? So this is, this is going to be an ongoing problem and ongoing resolution, folks. Don't expect me to get over here like three episodes from now and be like, I have 10 friends. I probably will never get to 10 friends. That's one. <laughs> and two it's going to take a while. Oh my God, it's going to take such a long while. But you best believe that the connections that I find, the connections that I will make and that I have made already are honest, true connections that are as with very little artificiality involved as I can make it, right? As what I have control with. So yeah, so I'm going to go into volunteering. Um, another way is to join groups, right? I'm in this army group, <laughs> I'm going to stay convenient and then just join um, the groups that are already within the organization that I'm in and and try to do it that way um and try to meet other people and connect. The great thing about being in Fort Knox is that there are a lot of civilians. And and I love that. I had chatted up, I want to say like two civilian ladies in this post. And I'm like, oh, I love it. I need to nourish that a little bit more so that way I can um, continue on. Maybe ask them for a coffee date, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I'm so embarrassed sometimes. Uh, it's, like, it's like dating of sorts. It's like asking somebody out on a date. And I'm so awkward sometimes. But yeah, I think that's where I'm going to head to next. Maybe ask... One of them for a coffee date, and be like, "Hey, you want to go? You know, let's let's check out a coffee place because they both have been here longer than me, and they both have um told me about the great things that are in this area. So that's that's an in that I have for me. So I'm gonna try that." And see if that works. But once again, they have their own lives and time. You know, that that thing that we adult, that constraint that we adults have, that timing constraint, that's there for both of us, for all of us. So, but we will wor- work through it. So that way, I will work through it. So that way I can gain some connections, some friendships here that I can cherish for, you know, the rest of my time, the rest of my life. Because um friendships are important, people. So, if you are listening to this, and they you are finding that your friend circle is either non-existent or you may need a few more there, so that way when the quieres es when the going gets rough and you want to vent to somebody, you do have somebody there. Then I hope you got something out of this. And let me tell you some more resources or so some more outlets that you can tap into to to start growing that budding relationship or friendship in your life right and you can also reconnect with old friends that's something that i'm looking into i have uh, my friend carmen who used to um, call me often and i kind of lost track of that And I'm planning on getting her up, talking to her and just picking back up where we are. Carmen is like a sister to me. So even with us not talking right now, I I still feel connected with her. And I just want to make sure that she does as well. So that way I can nourish that friendship. I can put some more water in there and that way continue to allow it to grow. But that's a way you can reconnect with old friends and reach out to them um i I have some friends in Facebook as well that are there from high school, so you know that's also an option for me. Use social media but i I wanna assume that a lot of us are really good at that um but I will challenge you just like I challenge myself to make sure that those social media connections are also uh as true as they can be. That it goes further than a like for like, that it's, it's more in tune with who you are as a person and uh, that both of you are aligned and both of you kind of give each other what you need. Volunteer it's another great source. That's something that I am trying to do here while I'm here in Kentucky, just kind of like how I did it in El Paso. So that way I can meet some peeps through volunteering and voila, we would already have something in common there because we're both volunteering. (laughs) So we can start from there. So it wouldn't have been so awkward per se, right? But look into those things and let's work on this together. Let me know if you have the same or similar problems as me. Leave me a comment, leave me a voicemail, or email me at joa at haveacouplejohani.com. That is joa at haveacouplejohani.com with any interesting uh, similarities or differences that you may have to what we discuss here. Finding friendships as an adult, and I wish you the best of luck. And I wish you that you listen to the next episode next Wednesday. Okay. I'll see you there. Be there. Be square. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh we could we could fly